Go ahead. Grab the foothold. I mean, it's only a foothold until someone uses it as a handhold. Then it's just a hold. So use it. And if you don't want to because you'd rather challenge yourself to do it without using that really obvious hold right there, that's fine too. There's no heroism in skipping an obvious hold. There's no shame in using a hold that other people aren't. What's possible, though, is that if you always choose one way or the other, then you've painted yourself into a corner. A corner that just doesn't offer as many opportunities to learn. So there's a question that both of you should be asking yourselves. And that question is, can I do it both ways? Can I become more adaptable? That's two questions, but you know what I mean. It's Chris. You're listening to Take Tips. See, climbing is a game of compensation. We encounter something difficult, and if we can't do it one way, we find another way. A way that plays to our strengths. Particularly in the performance environment, this is exactly what we should be doing. It's the reason that there are very few rock climbs, even the ones that supposedly have just enough holds to make them possible, that don't have alternate beta. But maybe, just maybe, we should be doing this compensation, this playing to our strengths in practice as well. Because... Don't get it twisted. Learning when and how to compensate for a weakness is a skill, and skills need to be practiced. We look at the best climbers in the world and compare ourselves to their finger strength and assume that's where we need to improve. But that's only one area where they're better, and we've noticed that. We're doing it. What many of us aren't doing as much of, and what might make an even bigger difference in our climbing, is learning to better compensate. If you want proof, let's take, for example, Nale's test piece that recently has seen lots of action, Burden of Dreams. Nolly tried it for quite some time, like three and a half years, convinced there were just enough holds before showing it to Daniel, Dave, and Jimmy. And in that session, they found new foot beta using an entirely new foothold. And before Will Bosey did the second ascent, he explored heel hook beta for the second move that could possibly cut out a bunch of foot moves. He opted to use the original beta for the send, but somebody will find that heel hook method easier. When Stefano Gasoffi tried it, he found yet a new sequence with different feet and a handhold that hadn't been used before. And just before Simon Lorenzi did the third ascent, he broke a foot on the starting move, the hardest move, and had to use a different one. He also found Beta to skip a move and do an entirely different hand sequence through the middle. One of the most pure boulders out there, with just enough holds to allow passage. Yet different climbers keep finding different ways to do it. That's because the best climbers in the world, the ones capable of climbing V17, are adaptable. They know what they're good at, and when they can leverage that to their benefit, 
they do so. They don't get caught up in the rules or whatever the intended sequence was or how the first ascensionists did it. They just find a way to leverage their strengths, a way around the difficulties. They compensate. They adapt. Every one of the recent repeats and most people attempting it have used a replica set for the original beta. But once they get on the actual boulder, most of them have found another way because they seek it out. And you've been there. You bump up against a puzzle that you just can't solve using the approved, and I'm using air quotes there, method. So you find an easier way. Maybe your solution feels harder to everyone but you. Or maybe it actually is an easier way. Or maybe you cycle through every possible iteration of movement solution you could conjure up that might maybe potentially unlock this. And still you end up right back where you started, doing the move via the approved beta. Maybe it's your height or your wingspan or your shin decks, your crimp strength, your hip mobility, or your aversion to moving dynamically, your discomfort on this type of rock, or you just don't have whatever is required to solve this puzzle and find the movement solution. Yet, it could be anything, but the point is, you find a way around it using something that for you is a superpower that other people hadn't yet considered. You piano match or shadow match or grab a foothold right in the middle of the giant crux move. You find a sloper nobody noticed because of the obvious crimp right next to it. You static your way through the dino using a nearly invisible intermediate to mantle off of. You overgrip and get pumped, but you use your pump management skills to clip the chains anyway. You toe hook where everyone else heel hooks around the corner. You find a way around it. That's climbing. It's literally how it works. But what if you don't have any of those skills because you haven't practiced compensating for your weaknesses? You always climb on boards where you watch the beta videos and follow all of the rules. You throw yourself over and over at the heel hook around the corner because it's what the setter intended or how the FA with the ridiculous hip mobility did it. You never learn that in this very situation, a toe hook might work just as well for you. Or worse yet, Anytime you encounter a weakness, your response is something like, oh, well, time to get back into the gym to get more hip mobility or finger strength, or I need to get my glutes firing correctly before I can try that move again. <sighs> For fuck's sake, climbing is hard. It's supposed to be. You'll end up saying these things over and over because it's going to feel hard. And as a result, you're not going to send anything actually hard for you. I've seen it happen. If you always decide you just need to wait until you're stronger or better or whatever, and you won't ever cheat, air quotes again, on the boards by using a different sequence or grabbing a foothold, will you ever get more adaptable? Will you know when trying a different way will be effective? Or will you waste time, skin, and energy trying a million different things that aren't any easier because you just can't tell the difference? How do you know whether you need to search for new beta, try to refine current beta, or just 
freaking try harder because you already have a totally acceptable method. Like any other skill to improve, you spend time trying those things. You fail. You succeed. You get better at making those decisions by making those decisions and then reflecting on them. In short, you practice it. That's climbing. All of us, even those who've decided that we should always use intended beta or FA beta, want to have more movement solutions to choose from. But to do that, you have to explore and practice. Find all of the ways that you can do a boulder differently. Find the harder ways, the easier ways, or just alternate ways. Don't wait until you're stopped by a move. That's often the most frustrating way to do it. Start practicing now, and you'll be stopped by a lack of better options far less often. Compensation skills, or adaptability, may indeed be the most valuable skill in the entire sport of climbing. Whether you're a boulder, sport climber, wall enthusiast, alpinist, gym rat, or any other form of climber. Well, maybe unless you're a speed climber. Then the route's always the same. Except, good climbers have found lots of better solutions there too, playing to their strengths instead of just accepting that there's only one way. And even when they've got the best sequence for them dialed in, they still have to adapt to a different crowd, different temperature, humidity, pressure, etc., etc. Being able to adapt to a new situation is the entire goal. Sure, work on the things you're bad at, but also work on finding the things you're good at in the midst of what's hard for you. You don't always have to go straight through the difficulties. Sometimes it's better to just find a way around them. That is climbing, literally. Thanks for listening to Tape Tips. This month, we're focused on exploring movement skills, how we can improve, how we can better coach them, what the science says, and more. At the link in your show notes, you'll find a ton of resources as well as a sign-up link for our newsletter, The Current, where we will collect all the things we're focused on and creating that will help us all climb better. We'll simplify it and we'll deliver it once a month to your inbox. Power Company Climbing. Learn. Grow. Excel. This time,